AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel turner. Carl, I do. Um, I do look at you in a studio with your mate doing your TV iPod, and do get a bit jealous. Yes. Yeah, man. It's um, you're doing yes. you're doing, doing a lot at the moment. Like you're being active and that. I think. Well, we're just doing it once a week in the studio, and it's yeah. I think it's it's easier, isn't it? I find it easier going there when they just record it and they give us a file. Yeah, and that all the hassle of doing it on Zoom and shit like that. I, used to, I, I was getting so annoyed with Zoom. People... I just like going and sitting somewhere with a bloody coffee and having a laugh. Yeah, uh, people don't know before we get into the all the. The Tottenham football goodness. Um, what is the TBI podcast, and why should someone listen to it? Just it's basically me and my mate Julian, who's an, who's another stand-up, and he's yeah, he's pretty filthy. So it's basically us just talking shit for an hour with a guest, mm. and um, yeah, having a he laugh. has a look. I don't. I hope I don't insult him. He's obviously never going to hear this, but he does have the look of someone who's just very interested in women. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's um, you know, he's also one, I, yeah, not I, in a negative know. way. That, that made it sound like that wasn't. I wasn't using that in, as a saying that he was a pest. I was just, <laughs> you made me choke. Then I always do. Have you ever watched? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I, I haven't. Oh, there's a character in that called Dennis. Who, like, as the series go on, they, they sort of keep dropping hints like he might be some sort of serial killer. <laughs> like, you know, he's always like, and with women, he's so creepy. I always think like Julian is. It, oh, he's my mate. He's my mate who's most likely to yeah. like, be the one that I end up on the news going like, I just never knew. You know, I've known him for years. <laughs> we got, we got a friend like that. Well, right, after three, do we name him? After three, Alex. Okay. One, two, three. Bardi. Bardi. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon? I that... Bardi he doesn't seem like a serial killer. No, like, but... It's... The best ones, you'll never know. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. He does disguise it very well. Yeah, it, look, it's, it's not that we think he is a sex pest or a serial killer or anything like that, potential serial mm. killer, but, but if it was going to be... <laughs> yeah, if it was going to be one of us, it would be him. <laughs> it'd, be one, like, it'd be like you'd hear it. You'd hear the news. You know, like on WhatsApp groups, we're pinging off, fuck, fuck, Bardi's just... He's just been nicked. What, yeah, what yeah. for? What for? He, uh, he, he's presenting himself in front no, of I, I know what'll happen. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm expecting the, the, you know, that knock at the door. And, I, and like, I'll open the door and there'll be policemen there. They could be there for anything, but I know what they're there for. And I'll just, I'll just say to them, I say, I know. What's he I done? I say, that's what you say, what's he done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You quickly delete all all communications you've had together. What's, what's he done? Yeah. What's he done now? The little yeah. serious. <laughs> uh, he, um, he, he's killed someone. Oh God, really? That's quite bad. Yep. Yeah, actually, I don't yeah. want to actually go further down that story. Let's just leave that there. Well, um, 
Alex, you've got a code word, haven't you, for if you die, uh, <laughs> or if you're dying, or about to die, and you somehow get a, a, a code word to us that activates a series of events, isn't it? Yeah, I'm amazed you've remembered that. Because <laughs> it's one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> so, in in the event of you having a road traffic accident or something, you you're you're going to text us <laughs> with a, a word, a a code word. What would that be? Services. Services, right? Services. <laughs> and then Coffee. one of us has to rush to his laptop. Yeah, and delete. There, there will be... Um, sorry, I was just letting the dog in. Um, there's, there will be... Services is the thing, and then... So that you'll know, if I text that word, it means uh, that, that, you know, you delete need to go. History. Now. Yeah. Now. Um, <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah, so laptop, whatever you're doing... Like, yeah, whatever you're doing, just work, kids christening, doesn't matter, get out. Services. Um, <laughs> just, um, just randomly got yeah. services. <laughs> Just, yeah. Oh shit! It's happened. Alex is dead. Let's go. Um, I've got a bit of breaking news for you. Oh yeah, Tottenham Hotspur have drawn Morecambe in the FA Cup. Ooh, nice. Why didn't we ever get Bristol City? Feel <laughs> you full, feel you full excitement playing Morecambe. That's a nice little seaside town, isn't it? Give me a more. Give me a single Morecambe player. Oh, I mean, that's not going to happen, that's is it? Unfair but to ask, really. I um, I don't even know what league they're in. I didn't even know that they had had a football team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most towns do, but it wouldn't have surprised me if they didn't. We always end up with one of them. Do you remember we played that team where, like, literally one side of the pitch backed onto people's gardens? Yeah, like, Marie, like, the ball, Marie. yeah, the ball goes into there. You have to fucking knock and get it back. Yeah, like, yeah, and then that was a complete waste of everyone's time. Us playing them, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's the magic of the FA Cup, but. God, just give us a buy and fuck it off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's about them, though, isn't it? They get a nice day out. Oh, you get a good. few quid in the in the pot. In the pot. Sounds very patronising, doesn't it? When we talk about it like that. But I, do you know what? I you think do? you're being. I think you're being disrespectful to the shrimps. <laughs> oh, very good. Somebody just Wikipedia them. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I don't know what you're talking about because if you know if if you if you're not going to be aware of people like Anthony O'Connor, Ryland, Delaney, and um, Andre Philippe de Silva Mendes, then I don't really know what we're doing. He sounds he sounds good. The he last one. Yeah, he, he sounds good because we all slightly racially profile footballers. <laughs> I bet yeah, if you had to racially profile him, um how, what kind of player would you think? Tricky, I, I, yeah, tricky, tricky. tricky winger. He's definitely a tricky winger. Good with both feet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very tricky winger. Uh <laughs> um I yeah, I don't, I, I don't like you know when you you see like there'll be inevitably right be a um, a camera pointed at them in this shitty little clubhouse that they're all sitting in drinking lukewarm tea while they watch the, the draw come out. Miners Club or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the players will all be going mental, going mental. Wow, we got to turn them away, boys. Turn them away. Only for them to get slapped eight nil. I don't, is, I don't, it, I don't, is it at home? I like the same yeah. by Harry Winks. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's going to be. White Hart Lane. Yeah, you're going to come into town and they're going to play Dane Scarlet. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we're bit, we, we are, I mean, I am, I'm jesting. We're just having a bit of fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy exactly. It. It's fun. I actually do like it. When you, I like a lovely little fairy tale of the FA Cup. Exactly. We're, yeah. just, we're just being and frothy. Exactly. Yeah. It's also fun to stomp on their dreams. Yeah, yeah. Like I, when when we played against Marine, I was like, "More, score more." Yes. So we're like, when when what's his name? Um, 
Vinicius, wasn't it? Was... Yeah, he just smashed it in from one yard and then did his celebration against eight, eighth level it. Marine. I was like, yes, more of that. Crush them. Ethel, who's watching, who's lived there for 90 years, is watching a big old Spurs crush her dreams. Yes. Um, can uh, I think we should talk about the fact that Spurs were on the bloody up, boys. Not just oh. up, I mean, hardly up, up. Um, Carl, what, we haven't spoken to you certainly since Conte came in. No. I think you, you took a back step from following Spurs when, I've... like we all did to some degree. Under Nuno, uh, and with, that. well, we've no. I was always a bit more chilled about Nuno, even though it had gone shit and it clearly wasn't working. I still wasn't as unhappy as I was under Mourinho, so like, I always had a slight sense of, uh, I don't know, just objectivity about it. I didn't think it was going to work out by you know the, the last month, and I knew it was going to sort of end badly. But I don't know, it wasn't as depressing as last season. So, um, but then at the same time, when they got rid of him. I didn't feel sad. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, well, that obviously means... It's like when a relationship ends and you actually don't grieve for it. You're like, oh, yeah, we should yeah. have broken up eight, a while back. So and when yeah. Con- I, obviously I got excited when Conte came in. So I have, I have definitely felt way more excited in the last, you know, six weeks, whatever. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm not dreading games. And I was dreading them under Mourinho because I, I hated his, the style of football. And with Nuno, I just felt like we were just a bit... We were just still shit, weren't we? Um, yeah, but so, he was but, just sort of... It was all, all the same, but he was a little more likeable. That's, that was he was only... a bit more likable. Also, he felt like he'd taken over... He wasn't an experienced enough manager in that sort of size of a job to take over us in the state we were in. It, was, it could never have worked. Even though at the original, originally, I was optimistic about it. I thought this is what we need, someone that gives us a sense of, you know, reality. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, and it just it just went shit and it was depressing, but I found and, I, and the games were hard to watch, but I still weirdly wasn't hating it as much as Mourinho. Um so but I was glad when it, it came to an end. It did feel like a night it did feel like going out with somebody who's nice and wanting it to end, but feeling guilty about them. And then I finally think... it ends and you're like fucking <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I can fucking really. I'm sick of Italian. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, my life. That, that is literally my life now. Um, What's that? What, have, that the Italian. Just that cycle of of you know, you, you meet someone, you go, yeah, this is good, this is good, and then a couple of little things happen over the first few months. You go, mm, it's still all right, and then you know, then something else happens, and you think, oh, I mean, dear. She, she does. She does make a good, like soup or sandwich, or you know, she's you know, she does nice things for me. I think in the uh, modern era that you probably yeah. shouldn't have gone, shouldn't have gone to straight to cooking. Probably should have anything. Well, made. yeah, but then you know, every, you're thinking this is fine. I, I can make this work, and then I, I don't know. She shits herself during sex or something. You think, oh, is it? And then, finally, it's, it's just, <laughs> finally <she's done laughs> okay, <it>. I found. <laughs> That's happened to me, by the way. A fire services. services. Quick. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, you, go on then, Alex. What? Jimmy, you can't just say it's happened to me and then not tell the tens of thousands of people watching, listening to this pod. Having sex in a hotel room. Um, yeah. And, I mean, this is long. This was, you know, well, before I was before I was married. This is how long this ago was. But, um, yeah, just having sex and then she just, like, on top and then she, like, oh dear. came and then Ooh. she just... Stopped and looked at me and went, 
And I went, what? <laughs> and, uh, and then it, it slowly became evident what had happened. And she was like, oh, I, you know. Well, I, but she was like, I'm going to have to ask my mates if anyone's ever came so hard that they chat themselves. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell, I'll tell you what the answer is now. No, obviously not. I had to bring down to the reception and um, oh, ask you... for, uh, like, new sheets and stuff. Was like, <laughs> what, are you mental? I would have, I would have just what rolled them up, put them in the bath, slept well, well, on a naked did, yeah. mattress, and then get out of there early doors in the morning. I couldn't. I can't. This was my hotel. This was weird. I can't go into the details, but I, I couldn't. This was not, this was not like a weekend away. Right, you were he was living in there like Alan Partridge. Yeah. I, I was there. There was nothing I could do. And, and I would share a room with someone else who wasn't there. Who I would have thrown them out the window and called down and said, "Look, I've just got back to my room and somebody's nicked my sheets. So you can <laughs> have to send some new ones up." <laughs> and there's a little bit of shit in here. I don't where it comes yeah. from. Oh, it also stinks of shit. Yeah. I was like, I've I was like, oh, she's she's been sick. Uh, so she's a bit embarrassed. <laughs> don't, don't come and get them now. Don't, don't come and collect it now. Just bring, just bring new sheets. Don't worry about it. Uh, we'll bring it down in the morning. But oh, like, she's God. embarrassed. I don't. Oh, honestly, it was. I look back now and think I didn't react like as horrified as I should have. Now, like at the time, I was like, it's fine. And You're then, too. Like, that that home, doesn't. Got on the train, had like a two and a half hour train ride home, got home, sat down, had a cup of tea, and then thought, fuck me. Just cried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like crying in bottom of the shower. That's, that's, that's a bottom of the shower. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sit down, get it out. Yeah. yeah. Suck him um, up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd been shut on during sex. The, the thing I don't get my head around, the only time people actually involuntarily shit themselves is when they die. She Not was true. she was pretty smashed. To be fair, it might have been that. Luckily, I mean, by some amazing feat of physics, none of it went on me. So, uh, oh jeez, I feel a bit sick. <clears throat> um. Anyway, let's let's talk. Can we talk about Spurs? Um. So yeah, pretty happy. Pretty happy yeah, with the didn't shit with... the bed yesterday. <laughs> Not very good. That's why you get Thanks. paid the big bucks for the comedy and that. Um. Yeah. If you don't know, Carl, Carl Donnelly is a. Uh, uh, I say this every time, but you are an international comedian. Uh, yeah. I.e., you earn money by going away and making people laugh. Is that right? Yeah, well, it's my job. I do it here as well. I don't have to travel. I don't have to travel just to get paid. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's an option. <laughs> not like, um, not, I cannot. I just cannot get paid here for it. <laughs> uh, no, it's my. I do it, but I also do it overseas. There you go. C- catch one of uh, Carl's shows. They're very good. Very funny. Um, Alex, um, what did you make of the performance overall against Norwich? They had some chances, didn't they? They. You know, they, uh, if you like XG, I think there's about 0.53. Ours was about 8.7, And we scored three goals. But it it didn't, I felt comfortable in it. Did you? Uh, yeah. I mean, you keep seeing moments. They had, I mean, two very, very good chances. <clears throat> and they started off early with a very good chance. I've seen, I've seen some people say that, you know, we didn't play particularly well. But I didn't feel that at the time. And, I, and as you know, I go very much off of, feeling with the football and I didn't I didn't um I, I I felt like we were doing all right and you keep seeing more moments like the Everton game for example I saw bits and pieces of what we were trying to do and that final ball didn't come and it was very frustrating and although watching it at home I'm sure it was uh, annoying but actually in the stand everyone was really positive at, at, even after that that result which we probably should have won and then as the games have gone on, you keep, well, apart from Mirror, obviously, but you keep seeing more and more of those moments that are good. 
and that mm. are progressive and that look like they've been planned and worked on. And we keep seeing more and more of those each game. And and, and the Norwich game was no uh, was no exception to that. And it get it got better as as the game went on. Um, and you know, I roared when that first goal went in. I haven't done that for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Oliver Skip was like, ah, oh, just yeah. It was a bit of me. Everything I love about football is exactly what Oliver Skip did in that in that game. It was just brilliant. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. And, you... and, and this is what comes when you have a manager who has a personality of his own. You know, part of the game, part of the narrative of the game is what Conte's doing, what he's reacting to, how he's reacting. And that helps a club like Tottenham. I, I've said that before. You know, I haven't been on the main pod for a while, but I said on, I've said on five statements a few times that... We're a club that needs a manager like that. Yeah. And, and a manager that does it in the right way. And Mourinho didn't do it in the right way. Nuno didn't do it at all. Um, and now we have a manager that does. And, and it's, it's it's a big effect on us. But no, I thought... Um, I felt comfortable f- throughout. I thought we might... You know, I still thought we could concede. Uh, but I always thought, yeah, I mean, we, we'll be all right. It... It, it, just going on to Conte for a second, because I want to come back to Skip and get your thoughts on him, Carl, but um, the way Conte speaks, and I know Pochettino is a time past and it's a, a era of, that's gone by and we just sort of need to park it there probably until forever. But the, um, the, the way Conte conducts himself, he just kind of gets the right, he hits the right tones, doesn't he? Yeah. The right notes, rather. And, um, and in the same way that, that Pochettino used to, but when he when he was like there was his reaction to his response to the fans singing his name, um, he, what he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this up. I haven't got his direct quote in front of me, but he, oh, he said the accent, are you? No, I won't do the accent. Uh, but the he goes, where no, I won't. The, um, <laughs> the, the, he goes, one day I hope that I'll I will have earned those chants. And you're like, mate, you're oh, fucking Conte. You're nice. But isn't it? It's perfect. He doesn't have to say that. He could say, oh, yeah. it's nice to say. But he just gets the right, he says the right things. And and it means nothing, right? But it means everything well, at no, the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. But it meant everything. Yeah, it always does. And it's part of the sort of um, the romance of it, isn't it? Mm. You know, we had it with Nuno. When Nuno came in, he's talking about making us proud. We're like, that's all we want. You know, you can't help but buy into it. That's because you're invested in it. Bullshit, but he, is, that, he, but he is also very good. What a liar! What an absolute liar! <laughs> yeah, sick of it. Can't believe I fell for that. Exactly. We fell for it again. <laughs> but it happens. Go. Yeah, it happens every time. But yeah, like with Conte, at least when he says it, you know, with his his history and what yeah. he's done, it does mm. obviously come with a bit more clout. And obviously that happened. Mourinho had clout as well, but you know, he's obviously much further down the line, and he's got more. History he's, now of mess, uh, not messing. You know, his history is tarnished by his most recent behaviour. Conte is still solid as a rock, poisonous creep, wasn't he? Yeah. Whereas look uh, what's happening now, it's happening again. Everyone, like you know, I, I, I think even Spurs fans were like, like, oh, look what we've done to him. Almost, we, I think we still. <laughs> yeah, Spurs, somehow this, we, somehow this is awful. Yeah, we feel like our club is cursed. So we, yeah. like, Mourinho, was obviously on the. He is on a downward trajectory i think but we felt like no one could come in and do a job at ours i feel i do feel like we think we're a curse but actually now i mean i think at roma and it's i I think we we do need somebody who's got a very different way of doing things to make us work because i do think we've gone into a bit of a rut 
and there's a bit of rot in the club, in the team, in the squad. So actually, Conte seems to have the the head for it. And that's I know it's early days, but you know he's he's admitting how big the problem is. He's he's he's, he's chopping and changing, and, you, and he is doing in-game management that we just haven't seemed to have for ages. So it's obviously, the passion. A bit, yeah, that feeling. Like, no, but let's change it now, quick. Mm. Like you know, he's very decisive, and that's what you want from your manager, isn't it? It gives you hope. I like the. I, I quite find it quite funny the whole like you know how are Spurs going to break this next. <laughs> I'm not taking responsibility for Jose fucking Mourinho. I, it was evident from the start. Absolute scumbag. I don't even want to talk about him. Pick a different subject, Fab. Quick before I get upset. Uh, I, well, okay, we can talk about Conte looking like an absolute psychopath. Like if you when the way he look the way he looks at you and stares or or or, or he's staring at the um, journalist when he's. You know, he's been asked a question, and he's absorbing every word. But I can imagine he's—he might have killed someone in his life, right? And hid it, hid it, and kept it under wraps. And he's that much of a psycho that he's been able to just get on with it and sort of reconcile it in his brain. He's killed a man, but no one knows, so it's fine. Don't know if you've ever thought that about him. I don't think he's quite an intense guy. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, but l- l- let's talk about Skip again because second week on the bounce um, was the the man of the match. Uh, Alex talked about how, everything that he wants in a midfielder. I think it's everything that we we all want, and it's just another one of those things where I don't think we. I think most of us probably looked at him and thought, "Yeah, he's got something, but he's not good enough for Tottenham." Well, I no. said it. We had five statements, didn't we? Did then I said, "Look, you know, I'm not sure he's ever going to be." You know, an Angolo Kante type, even even that level. But you know, he 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 will have a level, and it's up to us to get the the most out of it. And even that game on Sunday, and I know it's Norwich and all the caveats that come with that, and Brentford, but, to be fair. Yeah, but same caveats. He he looked like he he, he looked like he stepped up up a level, uh, and and it does look like he if he keeps getting better and better at the things that he does well then he'll be a very, very useful player for us. I mean, those, I think he did it three times, that kind of slide tackle, you know, either reaching a yeah, ball yeah, yeah. on the side or, or reaching a, a kind of a 50-50 or a 60-40, reaching it, but not just kind of going straight through someone, which I love. But, you know, he was he was wrapping himself around, getting the ball and getting it to another player, all within one tackle and one yeah, yeah, yeah. motion. What I, what and I honestly, he's like... so fucking erect every time yeah, he did yeah. that. It's just brilliant. But what I like about him, that I think, you know, I think a lot of us, when he started playing, even this season, obviously he went away and he had a lovely season in the like, championship. But, you know, when he came back, I still I still think we all think were fearful that we've got another um, Winks on our hand. And that's not, I'm not digging Winks out. But what I mean is he was, he, his, his top level is not going to be a world-class midfielder, right? <laughs> You know, he, what, and, he, and sometimes he's good at holding up the ball. He can, he's comfortable on it. But a lot of what he does is he picks it up, does a few turns, and then passes it backwards in it or sideways. Whereas, but even in this game, he drove forward a couple well, of times. That's what early in the first he, yeah. he seems he's a bit more confident to actually wait until he's got an option going forward rather than do a few turns and then go backwards. Like that's, with that's Winks, it always that, feels like exactly he, yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have enough time. Uh, in his mind, whereas Skip, and again, we get it might be getting ahead of ourselves, but he looks like one of them footballers who makes a bit of time for himself, which is always that's always a sign of a good player, I think. And he goes and he's decisive as well. So, like in that run in the first half, 
you know, yeah. he decided yeah. he was going to go and he went. So it wasn't like what you sometimes saw with Winks and, and probably even Tom Carroll, um, where it was like a couple of steps, then have a look, see if there's something you could do. Okay, well, I'll go a little bit more then and then to see if there's anything else you could do. We, uh, Skip was, okay, well, I'm driving forward now. This is what I'm going to do. You yeah, know, and he's a bit beefier as well. He's got a bit more to him, isn't he? You know what I mean? He doesn't look like he's going to get pushed around as much. I think that that bit where he he bombed forward was a really important moment for for us, and and you know from for what our intent might be, and it showed that Skip has that in their locker. I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I'd imagine that the game plan from Norwich and Brentford wasn't to stop Skip's marauding runs through their entire midfield. Yeah. It's not something that we've seen that often. He's comfortable. His, his willingness to be to, to carry the ball. Um, he's adventurous in his passing, which Winks isn't. And I'm comparing him because it's fair to compare them. I think. I think it's um, a young English midfielder who's playing a similar position, isn't it? So, yeah, and asked and to do sim- similar things. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and he's passing going forward. But but the most important thing was like intent. And you know when you ask, you want a player to make an impression on the game. Yeah. Right? It, that was him doing that as a, as a. Is he 21? 21 year old kid, nowhere near the most experienced member of the team. It was in that moment he was like, No, we this is we're taking this to Norwich. Not that it wouldn't have come anyway, because you'd expect that with the quality of our players. But I was really impressed by that, that just that moment, and then he went on to have a, have a um an excellent game. There's a great clip as well of him of him kind of retrieving the ball. I think it was the second half. Alexa, retrie- stop retrieving the ball. Apologies. <laughs> retrieving the ball on the half on the halfway line. And kind of turning a couple of times, trying to look for options, coming back inside, taking the ball back outside again, put his foot on the ball, still looking for options. And he's kind of like quite busy and buzzing around whilst Hoiberg's kind of just stood there. Um, <laughs> I've seen uh, that bit. Yeah. And, and, and that's what you need, but you need that. With and he, and he does the exactly that thing of like, he doesn't do that a few times and then go, well, there's nowhere to go. I'll just pass it back to someone, like, let somebody else deal with it. He actually yeah. waits until he sees something that can actually move the ball forward, which is yeah. refreshing to say the least, isn't it? Um, Conte's talking about being, if he continues to listen to me and, and um, that, that he can turn him into and well, I think he, I think the words were world class. I don't know if I, I might be putting those in because I want to hear that, but <laughs> he was he was yeah he was really talking him up and if if he continues on this rise. Like we've got a player from who was playing on Norwich at, on loan who we who had a great season, but we probably thought he'd be a squad player at best. To yeah. having a midfielder that could be intrinsic to any success we have this season and beyond. And, and you know what? The other, you know what the other point of this is really is one thing that, that can't be ignored as well. This is another player now that is coming into our first team that, like you say, could could end up being you know it quite likely become intrinsic from a product from our youth development, which has been hugely invested in, yeah. which is sometimes kind of battered away. You know, we've all talked about Levy and our own thoughts, particularly over the last 12 months. Um, but you can't deny that Oliver Skip is a, is a, is a product of that investment in a, a part of the club that is away from what we see every week and what yeah. you know we're deemed to think not to care about. Um, <coughs> so, so, so some credit to us from there, and, and that's what we all want. We all want youth team players being able to come through and 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 do really well. Most of the time, we get more excited about positions like wingers and strikers and stuff because you know 
that's 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 easy stuff to get excited about. But he's a a combative, resourceful, recycling midfielder. So, so for him to be impressing on the wider fan base, he's having to do very very well, not just yeah. all right, very very well. Um. Alex, where are you at with Ben Davis currently? Because you've had a checkered past with him, haven't you, in your opinions of him. Like, you hated him. Then he came back, and you had to apologise to him, I think, on the podcast. Yeah. And then you hated him again, because he's formed... Don't wait, fell off a cliff. <clears throat> and then he he um, he um played well again, and you, you I think you apologised again. Uh, no. And then you said, well, no, no, I think there was one more time. Then you said, all right, that's it. I'm, I can't, I've, I've made up my mind. I hate his guts. I'm always going to hate his guts. And there's nothing <laughs> that can, nothing can change. Right now, are you going to, for the third time, apologise to Ben Davies? Well, I'm not going to apologise for calling him out on shite. So I feel like he's my son. And this, and this is very much how my father treated me when it came to football. You know, if I had a good game, he'd pick me up. If I didn't, I walked home. So, that you know, that, that's there's no difference. So when he's playing well, I'm here for it. When he's not, get out of my life. <laughs> but he's a very, very poor left back. Little bit, the, the truth <laughs> is, no, but the truth is, he's a very, very poor left back. And I said at the time, even in that 16 season, when he ended up playing more than Danny Rose, I was convinced that if we had a fit Danny Rose, that we could do better <laughs> as a backup than Ben Davis. And I still, I, I still believe that's the truth. He had a very, very a good, very, very good run of about four or five months, and did and did very well. And I was forced to, like you say, apologize on the pod, and was like, and but I apologized of my own accord, and was because I was enjoying what I was watching, and then I wasn't enjoying what I was watching because he was a shite left back, which he is. But as it's turning out, as part of this back three, so far he's been absolutely incredible. And I said at the after the Everton game, I said in our group, I said. Ben Davis has been fantastic today. You know, I, I watched him as well because there was a lot of talk about, you know, one of the three Conte centre-backs being the one to kind of push on and, and try and join an attack or start an attack. And I thought that would be Romero. And we didn't really see much of that at Everton. But Ben Davis, I, I watched him and, and he was trying to do that. He did it a couple of times, was a bit tentative a couple of times, went to go and then maybe checked himself. But you could see that he was obviously listening to instructions and wanting to do it. And I enjoyed that. And then in the Brentford game, he was fantastic. And and yesterday, he was even better. Um, and I really, really enjoyed My two favourite performances yesterday was, was Skip and Ben Davis. And I've mm. got no qualms whatsoever in, in saying that. I'm not going to apologise because I've got nothing to apologise for. But I think, I think should. He's, he's doing very well and I'm really enjoying watching him. And I hope he keeps doing it and he will fast become, if he keeps doing it and plays in that back three and doing what he's doing, he will fast become one of the most enjoyable players I will enjoy watching. I think you should apologise. For what, though? I, I just think you should. You shouldn't be able to enjoy him. You, you know, love him at his worst as well as his best. You know well, I mean? no, he's not. No, this, this, he's not. He's, he's not. He's not my girlfriend. Like people post that, I, you'll be amazed on like Tinder profiles and stuff. Oh, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Bollocks! Because if you're going to smack me over the head with a pan when I'm not looking, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I've got to say that if I. You know, if you're if you're on a not that I would be on Tinder, but if I if I if I was if I was single, if that's something I was doing, and I, I read a bio that says if you can't take me at my worst, then you can't have me at my best. Alarm bells are ringing because you, you're setting. It's not you're not. 
you're not setting yourself up. You're, not, you're selling yourself, really, because no, you're basically saying you want to sell yourself on consistency. Yeah, yeah everyone's exactly. lying at the beginning. Everyone's lying at the beginning. Don't give me no, reality, no right? Tells- and I get that. No one tells the truth. Like I, my the first line of my Tinder bio isn't "I've got a belly on me," you know. It's it's you know. Do you want to play with my dog? So it's I'm not going to apologize for for him being poor. That's that's on him. If anyone, he should. If anything, he should be apologizing to me, saying, "Ow, I know how much you love endeavor and and you know determination and and someone improving. I'm sorry it's taken me this long to to force my way into this position to do it." You know, so thank you for, you know, thank you for not hitting me over the head with a pan. You know, this, you, this is you, Al. You do strike me as a man that, like, has, has got with a woman and then after a year she's put a bit of timber on and you're like, well, I didn't sign up for that. Well, I'm not. No, I mean, that's, that feels like that. You, that's basically, that's what the principles you've just laid out before us. Well, no, because I was talking about myself when it came to... to to a belly you know, I'm not uh, I'm not do you know, I'm not apologising to Ben if anything he should be really he should be apologising to you yes um, it's not his fault that he's a shit left back is it though because if he's getting asked to play there then he's got to do his best but what we do have currently is a, a system that suits him perfectly and it's not just a defending like cause that, I think the bare the, the most we could expect from Ben Davis would be oh, just be solid at the back just do that bit and then we'll forgive you you know that will be enough right be a six out of ten at the back. That's fine. But he's doing so much more than that. Um, he's, yeah. he's he's understood his role as one of these overlapping centre backs perfectly. The amount of times, and it's going to be really important when when breaking teams down. Because the better we get, and the more of an attacking force we become, you know, inevitably when teams come to White Hart Lane, as we saw under Pochettino's era, that they sit back and they they dig in, and you're going to need to overload in places. And if Ben Davies can do that, it's in the same way. With with Skip and Dyer as well, who's shown in 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 the first part of Conte's life at Spurs um, to to be an improved centre back, and it's not oh, like he really has. He and and do you know what the mark of that of Eric Dyer is as well is that none of us are talking about him. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, the biggest thing to be honest. Did a great interview the other day in the Daily Mail. I don't know if you if you read it, but it was really really good, really honest. But I was really talking. He's uh, a lot of it was about immigration and uh, he, how he needs to. He thinks there should be less of it. And uh, <laughs> he he's getting down yeah. Dover every day, shouting at the lions, <laughs> screaming, screaming at the channel, just hoping that some. Yeah, with a yeah with a pellet. Um, no, he he was just talking about a large part of it was about um, about Conte and or, or what he's bringing in and stuff. But what was what was interesting about Dyer's performance is that what. The, the the and the improvements in these players is it's not it's not it's, it might be a coincidence if one player improves and hits a bit of a purple patch, but you've got Ben Day Frank fuck off. Oh, sorry, my dog's going through. Get away. <laughs> I thought it was an immigrant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> called Frank. Um, yeah, he's go away. He's um. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he's uh. Sorry, that wasn't very good podcasting, was it? Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, but you've got three players that have improved, um, are improving at the same time. And not just improving, it's been significantly And Davis, I think, are two examples of players who, every manager who's come to us, Poch Pot and, Pot and in between, um, even interim, like Ryan Mason, that, like, that, I think they all like that. They, I think in whatever we don't see in training, they, I think they're two very good footballers that managers really go, right, there is something there that is gold. But I just think they often 
maybe are mismanaged and don't it doesn't translate fully on the pitch. I and think that's why we and that's why we all see the shit and we're like, they're fucking rubbish, mate. Because I, you know, no no manager has ever tried to get rid of either of them two. Do you know what I mean? They've come in and gone. They're not going to make the grade. Other players who we all think like Ndombele, they're going to be the best, right? Managers to see it and go, like, you know, Conte just gone. Nah, I'm not trusting that. You know, whereas actually someone like Dyer and Davis, I think, have better football in head. And I, I do think managers see what we don't, and ho- and, and it, it takes the right manager to make them make us see what and they it, see. It, it's not yeah. just a faith. Sorry, Al, not just a faith that the players have in him, but as as fans, the faith we have in him already is that we. Yeah. There was no chance that no no other manager would have got would been given free reign to not play Andomble in a single minute yeah. in the Premier League. We'd all yeah. be going, even if it was just people just going, "Come on, get Andomble in, but show show us something." Like he's good enough to be in there, like you just said. Oh, Andomble's great. Um, we trust in him because of his pedigree and because of the upturning results, to keep playing the same team over and over again, even though on paper it doesn't look the most exciting. It was just like, well, if Conte says this is fine, then this is fine. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, and also, as much as it is, obviously, there's going to be a huge amount down to, to, to systems and stuff, because obviously Ben Davis is is proof of that. But also, there's different players that need certain types of of managers you know yeah. some players play better when they've been given an element of responsibility some players play better with an arm around the shoulder and as much as we'll you know you'll hear lots and lots of talk about Conte and systems and being able to release the best potential of certain players because of a system that we're playing you can't diminish how much of an effect there will be just from of certain players always upturned with different managers because of the type of person that that manager is, you know, we saw it with Harry Redknapp. You know, you had Harry Redknapp mm. bring in, you know, incredible performances out of people like Tom Huddleston and Pavlyuchenko and and people like that. It, it's, I, I do think that that's a big part down to it. Dyer and Davis in particular strike me <clears throat> as players that thrive off of having some responsibility within the team. Saying, look, you're here now. This is your position for right now, and I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And you need to do it well. Um, and I just don't think we've had that for a long time. I don't think we really. I think you know. To be fair, under Dyer, you know, with, with Dyer, I think he's he's played well through the majority of the Nuno spell as well. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. He's, I think he's got <clears throat> gradually better at centre at centre half as time's gone on. <clears throat> you know, you think got... of him now as a midfielder, and I, you know, if someone if he suddenly you know say, Hoybier had to go off when he had his knock, uh, you know, in there, and you know, had made you know no midfielders on the bench, and someone said right. Dyer's is going to move into midfield. I think, oh fucking hell! When really you think, you know, when when he was in his pomp, you know, in United putting bids in for him stuff, that's exactly where he was playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's mad now to think back to that. But um, yeah, as much as you'll hear about systems with Conte, it's a massive part. I think uh, down to there'll be certain players that react to different types of individuals that, that they have as their manager. Should we answer some questions, boys? Yeah. Let's. I must have said, nah, we should call it there. Just, just, uh, oh, God, right then. Sorry, come on, let's go. Um, James Denton, he says, is the resurgence of Dyer and Davies causing the potential spend in January to end more focused on other areas of the squad? This was a priority pre-Conte, but it's looking less likely like a, like a problem area now. Great question, because... Mm, I, I hope not. I hope not, because I think, you know, as much as Ben Davis is doing well... You know, think of us in the last kind of 18 months in terms of centre-halves. I think we've just been begging for any type of consistency. And I'm not saying he's not doing well, but 
there's that's an area that can be improved on. I don't think there's any doubt about that, really. In the cold it might, what it might do though is mean we don't panic buy some yes. or overspend. Like, you know, it's that thing we'll look and if there's someone genuinely that fits the bill and it could work, you know, go for it. But I just I don't think we'll see some rash decisions just I think we'll see the pri- I think I think we'll see more of a priority for someone to go in next to skip. Yes. I th- I think it's about options really. The fact the fact that he's played these like the same effectively the same team barring injury or illness that he the, those are the players he trusts at the moment to get And you've also job. heard him suddenly start talking about Bergwijn possibly being able to play as a number 9 so I don't maybe... hate that by, idea by the way. Yeah. I don't know why. No. I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm not Look, all I'm saying, firstly, if Conte says it, then sort of whatever, fine. Um, but I can, he could potentially adopt the sort of Jermaine Defoe style of, of leading the line. And I, agree. I just hope, I just hope that that isn't the answer. <laughs> just hope yeah, that I don't, the I don't answer. think there's any been promises broken. I'm not saying anything like that, but I, I, do, I do hope that it's not just a question of, you know. Antonio, can you can you muddle through January and we promise you've yeah, got yeah, yeah. a bucket load in, in the summer? I just hope that that's really not the case, which I am worried that that is the case. Um, well, there, there was news um, this morning. I read that there have been a football insider. Uh, I don't know how what, what kind of tiered source he or she is or that website is. But the byline had a little photo of the person who wrote the article, so that must mean something. The, um, the, he, they said that there will be... T- 10 incomings and outgoings in January that, that that might be seven players out and three in but there's going to be activity we have a pipeline of transfers that we're looking to get done in January yeah, 10, do think 10 in and out in January is a lot yeah I, I do think it, I think we'll see a lot of loans out and I think that's yeah. good you know I think you know we've all talked about Delhi I think Delhi needs need Delhi will need to be one of the ones that goes you imagine the wages I mean we're not going to be able to get anyone that pays full wages but you know, people like Delhi, uh, you know, and Dombele probably as well. Yeah. You know, well, I can out on loan. Going, yeah, I can see him going out on loan in January. Yeah, um, <sighs> he's not used a minute of him though. Do you know what I mean? So, if if he was coming on for the last ten minutes of games when you're three nil up, I'd maybe think, or um, maybe, but he's not. He is, he is good though, isn't he? You don't want him to go. You don't want a player of his quality. No, I I just don't. I think we have to get to a point now. I, I'm I'm at a point with Dombele now where I think, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna work. There's already been stuff on there. Out, you know, Conte said what he said, and also there was bits and pieces coming out yesterday about you know went to go and warm up, you know, for that last fifteen twenty minutes, and he was kind of just walking up and down the side, and you know there was that was something that actually was physically out there and people talking about it, and I don't know. I just you know it sounds like sounds like you're, you're 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 fumbling towards a he's got a bad attitude. No, I'm not. I just think I just think it's one of those things with a with a good player at perhaps the wrong club, and I just think whether we do it now or whether we hold on for another year, I think we're going to get to the same position. So why not just do it for the benefit of him? He seems like a really nice young man, and he's obviously not particularly happy because he's wanted to go twice now. You know, and I, I think we're at that point where you just say, okay, you know, look, let's let's try and do something that works for everyone. You know, Spurs can move on. Unfortunately, it's not worked when it when it should have. And you know, perhaps we're just not the club for him. And I'm sure he'll go on to another club somewhere else in Europe and do wonderful, wonderful things. Sounding like a bit of a racist to me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying? Yeah. Um, 
Okay, what have we got else here? Uh, Ryan Sessnions. Um, he looked all right, didn't it? Did look all right. I've, that was a real yeah. surprise to me because I've I've been totally unconvinced by anything he's done since he came, and I just thought that he's just one of them ones that was quite an exciting young player, just couldn't step up. And actually, that's the first time I've watched him and gone, oh, I reckon, you know, there's something there. I, don't know, I, thought, I thought he was, I really wasn't impressed. I, I was really? Just, I suppose, I but what's, I was basing it in my comparing him to what I think of him previously. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose yeah, but, it, it was, you know, it's not Alex hard for him to impress if when I've always thought he just was not very good. Uh, Alex is just looking the colour of his skin again. <laughs> I oh, love the fact that. Yeah. Come on, what do you think of Tanganga, mate? I'm yeah. <laughs> not, not, not a fan, guys. No, no I'm just not a fan. I'm not really, no. I mean, to be honest, um, yeah, the fact that you know. I thought I don't know. I don't know what it is about Sessegnon because you know what we saw at Fulham was the majority of stuff that I remember from the Fulham was 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 him going forward, mm. and I, he does strike me as someone that looks like he really does need. And he's an arm round the shoulder type of player where you know you, you you build him up and you build him up and he'll get better and better. So I've I've still got hope for Sessegnon, but I I was a little bit lukewarm. I wasn't disappointed. That was probably a bit strong, but I was a bit lukewarm with the fact that he had seventy minutes uh, and and did what he did against a team like Norwich when you when you when you're winning not comfortably, but you know we were we were in control. Um, despite what the commentators were like, I don't know what stream you watched on, but the commentators I was listening to was. Absolutely unbelievable. I think they would have died of just pure ecstasy if Norwich had scored. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I was. I just. I just. I was maybe, a little bit lukewarm. By maybe Sessegnon felt like he was just getting outshone by Dave, Ben Davies, this marauding left-sided centre back who's not only a centre back but an auxiliary left winger. He was just like every time he got the boys, oh fuck, Ben Davies there again, fucking hell. <laughs> um, but look, he, he came on. It was like a like for like. I had no worries as soon as he came on, and he didn't disappoint. There's a couple of good moments. He showed a little bit of a uh, skill, but you know it might take him time to get up to speed. Yeah. And you know he has been out injured for a long time, and then he spent a year yeah. in Germany, didn't he? So he's never he's never had an opportunity to sort of grow roots at the club. And yeah, as a squad player, if Ben Davies is going to be playing as a as a as a centre back, then we're going to need him to yeah, you know to, to be there. And, um, Damo says, um, should Skip be due an England call up soon? Don't care. I, mean, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, it's it tends to happen, isn't it? You know, we're one of them clubs where the moment we get a decent yeah. um, player who's an English player, they they do tend to get. A bit of a quicker run into the England team than some other clubs, isn't it? Yeah, if he I was playing for not. Brentford, he would never get in there. No, yeah, I, I hope he doesn't because I don't. You know, this is a massive year for Oliver Skip, and he needs as much time with Antonio Conte as possible, as least time with Gareth Southgate as humanly possible. <laughs> He's a good coach. <laughs> He's a good coach, but you're right. Spend that much time with him a couple of weeks here and there ain't going to hurt. Surely, about this, Gareth Southgate. <laughs> That's they just ridiculous. like him. That's, the That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. He's got a sort of final and semi-finals in the last right. two tournaments. I'm with Barley. He's fucking useless. You're 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 pair of you're insane. You're idiots. Um, the uh, but you're right though in terms of what saying like skips in terms of the benefit of Spurs that we get nothing from him going to England. 
Yeah. But you don't. I, I still do, to a certain degree, feel pride when I see our players play for England. But that's yeah. kind of it. Just watch, look at it and go. That's quite nice. nice. The, that period time, where we had loads of them. During, yeah, I was Potch, about to say I, that. I, thought, I always thought that was quite a nice thing. To, yeah, yeah, that's true. I remember. I remember thinking that was quite nice when there was like six of them on, on the pitch. What was like, Winks Mason? Was Mason, Mason one of them? Yeah. yeah. Ali, yeah, I, I remember that kind, but I think that was just because, like, fucking hell, this is like practically Spurs. Half the, yeah, like, yeah what, half the team. It's more than half the team, so it means I'm watching Tottenham right now. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then people were people were calling for them, like, all to start. So they were like, it will give us a sense of sort of, you know, continuity. They actually, obviously, it's better, easy for an international team to gel if most of them play together. So yeah. to have other team fans say that, you're like, yeah, boy. That's... I'm probably I'm probably biased. I just I I I detest international football with almost every fibre of my being. I watched that Euro final through gritted teeth, hoping that we'd lose, because I was just like... Yeah, oh, you're fucking mad, nightmare. you are. Yeah. You say some... I don't know what it is. I know. I'm not, I'm not pretending it's big or clever. I just hate it so much. But just keep it to yourself. Other people enjoying it? I know. I'm not saying anyone should. Well, you are. You're, just, you're, you're looking down on us, liking our country. Well, I do that for other reasons, but not, yeah. not because of you liking your country. So... um I, but the, just getting to back to the point, a good point you made, Alex, is the um, is, is the fact that as much time as he can spend with Conte, especially when there are international breaks, where he's just there isn't necessarily a game to focus on, and Conte can, I'd imagine, just look at him, his individual performances and, and, and impart knowledge because they played in a similar situation. Conte, if I if I remember rightly, was a defensive midfielder that could play football, and that's not dissimilar to Skip's position. Yeah, um, I want him there during international break because I imagine like yeah. a rocky training montage between the two of them, like making skip chase chickens and stuff. It's that's that's what I want. <clears throat> also, the midfield of England is stacked at the moment. Very difficult for him to get. Um, yeah. Mayfield Shags, he says, Shags, <laughs> he's, he's a oh, the top shagger. He says, is Lucas the best bald player to ever play for Tottenham? That's a great question. Oh, uh, other other notable bald play- players: Brad Friedel. Oh yeah, Alan Hutton. Uh, Alan Hutton. Hutton. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dyer probably... shaved his head a couple of times, but he's not bald, is he? Lucas no. is bald. Well, a... I'd say yeah. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I loved his guy. Honestly, I was. I his went, guy was dirty, <laughs> wasn't it? Oh. It was fucking brilliant. I was and... straight in our group saying, "Don't you slap my boy again." The it thing was, is, the uh, best the best thing about that goal wasn't. I mean, the, it, obviously the strike was incredible, but the build up play was unreal, and all of that was him as well. I really like him. I get the point. You know, I've listened to, to like the guys at the extra inch, and they've got a good point. Like he, sometimes he's like our biggest asset, but also our biggest flaw as well at times. And, and I, I have some sympathy for that thinking. But at times, like when he when he's doing what he's doing, particularly against teams like Norwich, just let him do what he does, and yeah, don't, yeah. you know, just just. Just enjoy it. I mean, if you, that goal was something to be enjoyed, and I loved it. I was we so needed it, yeah. and, and the, ti- the timing of it as well was brilliant because you, you were just kind of. I was speaking to Windy beforehand, and obviously I trust his opinion on football. And he said, "Look, if the Norwich aren't as they're not an easy, they're not they're going to be a pushover. They're much more defensively sound than people believe them to be. But if we score early, then we could it could be a route." And we we scored early, and it wasn't just like a fumbling over line. It was an absolute quality goal and a yeah. screamer. And not the first time we've seen such an important or, or well put together goal under under Conte. 
I really no. like him because I just think you can. I think Lucas is one of those players you just have to accept that he does this really well and he does this really poorly, and no, that's not going to change now. Yeah. So, uh, also, when games, he has a bad, because I think the reason he gets he, when he has a bad game, he basically looks like a headless chicken in it. So people do think, oh, he's crap, but actually. He's always trying to do stuff. That's one thing I think, you know, yeah. when you, and especially like for us in the last, what, 18 months or two years, bloody hell, like, you know, where hide. we've been pretty blunt and, you know, we've not, we've sort of, it's been thankless watching us not go forward. I've always thought I'd rather a player who at least tries to go forward when he gets the ball, even if every few games he's a bit shit and is a bit wasteful and a bit clumsy. Yeah. But at least you've got somebody who's got a bit of endeavour to him, isn't it? And I think he's always had that. I've always thought, I'd rather him start than a lot of players, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if anyone else knows it, but he looked like he looked like he had the ump yesterday. Like, after his goal wasn't a massive celebration, he came out for half-time and he was kind of talking to himself a lot. And I don't know whether he does that all the time. Maybe that's just something I've not I seen. I didn't notice that. I yeah, notice he, did, that. he did look a bit like as if he was pissed off about something. I don't know. I don't know. Sanchez yeah, did after he scored. He looked like he hated everybody and everything about Tottenham. Sanchez's celebration as well. What? Sanchez's celebration was just. Well, it wasn't one. Loved it. I know. Just kind of like bang Dyer on the chest. Like what? You said I was shit. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, we all well, said he was good. I mean, he was yeah. good. You can't. You've got to give him some credit. He was I'm good. sure. I'm sure he picks up on the fact that everybody hates his guts. I don't. <laughs> I've backed. I've backed Dave. Oh come on! Backed him for what? To, to do what? Him. To do back him to do what? What's he going to do? I first? feel like I think there's lots of players that get given some stick about or get given some sympathy of the fact of well he's in he's been put in this position and this system and it kind of accentuates his flaws because of this uh, and I feel like Sanchez is is one of those but doesn't really get that kind of let off at times and all right he might not be as good as perhaps well particularly Bardi and I thought he was was going to be but. Um, well, who? Who was you going to say? Well, no, no. I was just going to say. I, I said. I, I, I think Bardi. I'm not. I don't want to throw Bardi under the bus here, but he did say. Well, I think once that Sanchez cause it has the potential to be better than Ledley King. I think he said that. Yeah, but did he say it, or um, I just made it up? No, I, I think that's probably true, and I think that's yeah, that's evidently not the case. But he's going to be feeding this um, into that. I don't. Better. I don't get as wound up about Sanchez as I as I do about other players. I I I feel like he does get an extra little bit of vitriol but sometimes isn't deserved okay fair enough um we've got a question from paddy he says is lucas more better than andros townsend yes of course yeah, he is yeah i think he is i'm better than andros townsend um that's not that's not true but given the fact what, what he's what he's done like the goals he scored not just yeah. not even talking about the the champions league final um carl I, I'm, I'm just talking about i mean he scored the camp new to put us through yeah yeah um, he scored. He scored a headed goal away at Manchester City when we drew two all in the Patino's final season. He scored goals at United. He's he's. I, I get he frustrates and he sometimes flatters to deceive, but if, there isn't a player who gives more no, consistently. No, I, I agree. That's why I always am happy to see him start him, Think even of the when he's gone through periods where people have been digging him out. The amount of games he played, particularly under Mourinho, he played like every game. He's never. He's very rarely injured. I can't we remember had, I been out of out of the team for longer than a couple of weeks, max. Unless you know? it's injury, yeah, yeah. And, he, and and there isn't a manager that we've had that doesn't pick him. Exactly. Even Pochettino relied on him over and over again. Like yeah. you said, Jose Mourinho played him every week. He played in every one of Nuno's teams, I think. 
Again, I think I think we as a club are in a position at the moment, you know, coming out of Pochettino's peak, we were able to be like, he's not good enough. That's, you know, we can invest in that. We can improve on that to, to, to go and win this or win that. Now we're in a position where we just want to get back to where we were at that point. And we're going to have to accept that there's going to be some players that can do this, like I said earlier, can do X, Y, and Z very well and perhaps don't do A, B, and C as well. And we just have to accept that and and try and find a way of playing that, that accentuates as much of those positives for those players as possible. You know, Ben Davis is one of them where it's working. Lucas, Lucas is another one where I feel like it, it probably is working a little bit. You know, Kane's struggling at the moment. I thought, you know, Son did all right yesterday, but... I've, I've still, again, he's another one where I came away a little bit lukewarm on him, but we know Sun is a little bit streaky at times. You know, so, but there are these players that, that will, are going to have these peaks and troughs because that's the type of position we are in as a club right now. And can you invest and improve on those? Absolutely. And hopefully that's what will happen in the summer for a more permanent basis. But for now, this season is about as winning as many games as we can, however we do it, with whoever we do it with. Um, and just getting it done because we need to be back. You know, we've got a really good opportunity to get into to get fourth this year, and we have to try and take it. And worrying about can we invest in that? Can we do better on that? Is it, not it's not the time right now. Just get this season done. Just, I mean, if 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 we somehow creep into fourth this oh, season, it, unreal, wouldn't it, Carl? I mean, beyond our world. It's a funny thing, you know. We are we are we have overblown how bad we've our season's been obviously we have because you can see where we are we've only won what three league matches since Conte came in so it's not like you know we were, we were somehow not we just were playing so crap and we lost a few key games we shouldn't have that made it feel so much worse than it was on paper and you know so well we it, we did have that one month that was probably the worst month that we've had yeah in 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 a decade is it was but you're right yeah that if you take that middle month out it's not probably not as bad because as... we started well as well obviously so mm. it is that thing of it's not out of the question if Conte can maintain this good start and actually you know get him up and running in the system he wants with a bit of consistency and capitalise on the good start you know it's not uh, it's, it's not out of question it no, really it's, isn't. it's really I funny that everyone's been wanking off West Ham all season and we're like two points behind them with a game in hand everyone's just saying oh, yeah. how shit we are and West Ham are the best team outside Man City Liverpool and all that it's like shut up no, I genuinely believe Slugs. that um, we are you know because we need to wait and see what what Ranić does with with United and you know if if we take it on face value he will improve them and make them more consistent so i genuinely believe out of it, you know it's us and united and you look at those other teams arteta you know arsenal will you know have had a decent run recently but they'll go up and down because it's because it's them of course they will leicester or you know you never know what you're quite going to get and West Ham are, are doing well but again they are the type of squad they're still in europe a couple of injuries will do them um, and I, I genuinely think that we are probably, as of right now, the best prepared team to finish fourth. As of right now, I, yeah, I, I, that, I, don't, I don't think it's like an outside chance. And, I, I and that's bang in it down to Conte as well, just to ha- just yeah, having him here, yeah, yeah, and, and having him there, and just relying on the fact that um, you know that he's he is everything we know him to be or hope hope for him to be, and. For that reason, we probably are are at least on an equal footing with 
West Ham right now because despite it being West Ham and it will inevitably go tits up for them. It's just how and when it might not be this season. Like if they keep, they're going to keep that squad together this season for sure. And then next season it's a different beast, right? But it's, it's us, them and United and Arsenal as it stands. But like you say, Alex, at the four, I'd rather be in our position probably than any, any others. Ragnick, we don't know much about him. He spent most of his his career as a director of football. I know he managed Leipzig and did pretty well for Le- with Leipzig, but so did Hasenhutl. Um So, yeah, we we should be optimistic. We should be looking forward and upwards rather than anywhere else. Uh, we've got a question from Hotspur Edition, and he says, uh, "Go and follow Hotspur Edition, by the way. It's a good little news Twitter feed. Uh, yeah, go and give him a follow." Um, he says, we, are we winning the league this year or next year? Next year. Can, can, is, there, is there a world where if the investment comes in and Conte gets what he needs, and I don't know what that means, uh, that, that we could challenge for the league next year? Or is it just too I early to say? I think it's too early can, to say. I think we can challenge, absolutely. I have no doubt whatsoever that if Conte gets what he wants, then, then we can challenge, absolutely. Will we win it? That's a very different conversation. But yeah, a challenge that's is fine. The difference. But yeah, but that's the difference a, a manager like Conte brings. That's that's what he's in for. You know, that's that's he that's the extra couple of percentage points that you get from having a manager like that. So if you can get the other bits of percentage points that you need from investment and the right players, then absolutely you can challenge uh, without a doubt. That uh, that's not even a, a a question in my mind. The question will be: Can we win it? And that's a much, much harder thing to get around. And I would still probably say no. Um, but can we challenge? Absolutely. No no doubt in my mind. Uh, okay. And let's, uh, let's, let's finish on this from Fat Tez. He says, if you were on a two-year space mission to establish a new colony on Mars, which current Spurs players would you have on this ship? Which current oh. Spurs players would you have on this ship? Who would I you take, have? I take Skip, I take Hugo, and I Hugo take... Hugo would be good. He'd yeah. be good company, I reckon. So there's, 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 there's noise this week about uh, Laurie's potentially signing a new contract, which isn't something I'd nice. ever... It should really be. Nice. Absolutely. That. If we can't get him on another year, I mean, he might he might have made a decision for himself. and Yeah, it'll be that. Way. Know, how long he's been here and family and wanting to go back to France, maybe. I don't know. But... Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that we should be trying to time down for another year. At least, at least Please. one more year. And I, and I wonder if by having Conte there and, you know, if you go by his track record, Conte doesn't stay longer than the mission is complete. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't feel like this Conte thing will last beyond a few years. And once he feels like he's done his job, he'll move on. Mm. Um, but if it is a short-term thing and it's going to be quick and we're going to go after things and be aggressive in the transfer market... Then Laurie's as a goalkeeper can afford another year at Spurs. Like yeah, he yeah. can he can postpone his time, and um, we we're not going to buy a better player, a better goalkeeper than him. We can't, we won't be able to find a better no, goalkeeper than him. Um, what what did you make? What do you make of his his time at Spurs? Because there were periods where he he did get some stick. He did. Do you remember like the, the latter part of Pochettino's career? Yeah, where he, people were starting to go, well, is he that good? Can we do better than him? Like, yeah, because again, it's almost, it's almost like the Mora thing, isn't it? He's just he's had a, he, he went through phases of being a bit inconsistent, and 
but it wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? It's, with the goalkeeper, it's unless they do an absolute howler, you've got to really sort of pass the blame over to your, the rest of the team, haven't you? Right? So I've all, I always thought it was a bit rich in getting some some shit. And when we were playing crap and trying to pass it out from the back and just basically he'd roll it out and it would just get kicked across him a bunch of times and he'd boot it up and it would be a moody kick. There was periods like where I think the way we were playing was making him look worse than he was. I think he's, he, you know, he saved us from so many losses. I remember that, that, one, that one save against was it Leverkusen where the ball was going in, the ball got played yeah. across. Do you remember what I'm talking about? And he just put yeah. his hand down yeah, on the floor yeah. and stopped it. It was one of the best saves, probably the best save I've ever seen from a Spurs goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Well, def- definitely from a Spurs goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was incredible. Not, not the best save I've ever seen, but definitely from a Spurs player. Um, but he's, again, he's, he's another one. You talk about, you know, at the, when it was, you know, at Pochettino times and everyone thinking, well, is he for, I think we had that luxury to think like that at that time. Mm. And I think that's only Definitely. natural. And we just and don't, since, just don't since then, life. he's been a rock. Yeah, you know, he saved us from uh, from a lot of embarrassment. I think. Yeah, and the problem is, is that you know, I remember a time where every any time we would go up against the top six, it was like, right, you know, we know what's going to happen here. The yeah. error in the first ten minutes, and then we'll play really well, but can't quite can't quite claw it back. You know, and that those things happen. He's not he's not perfect. Of course, he's well, not. he nearly fucked it up, didn't he? At the, at the against Norwich literally passed it to him in that one instance in the first half not remember. yeah yeah I remember. I, like I said I mean it happens I mean you saw you know it happens with every goalkeeper De Gea makes errors on the regular now you saw Mendy you know had a punch a ball into his own net he? I mean <laughs> it, it, it happens you know if Fabianski for West Ham you know was probably disappointed with um, with that second goal uh, on, on, on Saturday as well you know so it's it happens. We are we have, you know, if you were to line the goalkeepers up in order of the best in the Premier League, he'd be third or fourth probably. Okay, we've got last question, last last one. Uh, Lee Ashford, he says, what is Oliver Skip's favourite type of pee? Now I'm going to change that to something better. Yeah. What is Oliver Skip's favourite type of tea? What do you reckon tea. he goes home and eats? Because there's no chance he's on one of those high nutrition diets. No, he's. I reckon he's a builder's tea. Absolutely. Absolutely. He feels a bit. I don't know, mean. Sorry, I don't mean tea. The, I don't mean tea. Oh, you the mean drink. dinner? Oh, you think dinner? You're talking dinner. You want much more scope? Day. More scope for dinner, aren't they? Oh, I mean, but it's still same. Like I think he's going to keep it. It's going to be old-fashioned bangers and mash, sort of toad in the hole. That's the sort of thing. He loves. I reckon, loves that, I reckon it's that fish in white sauce in the bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Poached, what is that again? Poached bit of fish. Yeah, yeah, in like a in a white sauce. I yeah, I was always a fan of that. Yeah, yeah like a white wine sauce. Yeah. I, 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 I was a joy growing up in the eighties. I was born in eighty six, and so late eighties, early nineties. You know, the joy of the microwave for the working for the working parents. My my, I could name you the week's dinner I would have I would have had about yeah, roast pie, fish in white sauce microwave thing, Uncle Ben's sweet and sour out of a jar, oh, yes, uh, <laughs> and uh, a spag bowl. And what was the other one that she used to always make? Oh, yeah, we went we went for a stage of having our own little packet of McCain microwave chips. Lovely. With some fish fingers, yeah. yeah. There was one that, where you you put it in the microwave and it had it, all the chips were in their own bits of square, their own segment. I don't know if you saw that. Um, but I think Oliver Skip, his mum, he still goes home and has his mum cook his dinners. Yeah. 
Yep, and um, and he's, he he has a fr- two fried eggs, um, f- chunky oven chips. Yeah, uh, and obviously a bit of gammon. Ooh. But is, Ooh, yeah. I, I've got a question for you: Is Oliver Skip the best thing to come out of Rice Lips since Speed? Didn't is that where it came out of? Um, <laughs> his, uh, is it, I didn't even know he was from Rice Lip. I don't think he is. He just looks like he's just, my brother's. My brother Adam. It drives him up the wall. I just like, there's this running joke about Oliver Skip looking like he comes from Rice Lip, and my brother's from Rice Lip, and he hates it. <laughs> uh, but it just pops into my head. Uh, yeah. So like, if he, you know. He's got to be better than speed. Speed's a bad drug, isn't it? It's horrible. It is horrible. I've had some bad experiences. I've had it in Australia because it's basically back in the day when like it was the only it's the only thing you can get over there. You can't really get sort of you can get stronger stuff, but it's just it's hard to get over there due to the distance away from um, the countries that grow it. Yeah, uh, it's it's very expensive. So everyone just does speed. It's gross. Oh, oh God, that is gross. Me, uh, I was told yesterday by uh, a friend um, that they had a magic mushroom smoothie at the weekend. Yeah, not this. Oh, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. And how more. was it? I'm sure they had a great time. Um, well, I don't think they had the best time, but oh, uh, that's down, good. down to them. I'm sure. I'm sure that's no mark on the quality of. The mushrooms or the blender. Well, we're not we're not yeah. glorifying it. Like you could, you can have a bad time, a very bad time, or you can have a good time. Yeah, but yeah, it took me by surprise. Magic mushrooms movie. I think on that note, we'll end the uh, end the podcast. Um, nice note to end on. Yeah, Carl. What is there anything like? How do we find TVI? But that feels like the best thing to plug because it's on uh all it's on like apple and spotify and all those ones if you've got if you use an app for your podcast it's on there and we've there yeah, we've recently whacked it on youtube like because we've gone into a studio so we get video footage of it now which we just whack on a little youtube channel called tvi you've got, you've got patreon as well haven't you we have got a patreon which is where we normally basically do little extra episodes where we name people because <laughs> normally we cut names out of stories because you know it's, it's bad. You don't want people to have their dirty laundry aired unless mm. uh, people are paying for it. Yeah, of course. You've got to pay. Yeah. And that's, I, we always say that. It's like when I'm doing, we do, we've got a Patreon as well. Um, and uh, one of the, the, the good bits, oh, it's all good, but one of the bits that I enjoy most doing is the um, the other podcast, which I do with a friend Lee. And the, um, he's just like, he'll, he'll, he's very open and tells these stories that, you wouldn't freely tell people you didn't know. Like even yeah. some of the stuff he says surprises me. But then he, when he's talking about it, you kind of then start giving up more than you feel like you should yeah, as well. Yeah. And then it kind of, it becomes a bit of a, the downward spiral. We but... sometimes forget that the patrons could just tell other people. You know? <laughs> yeah. you forget that it's not, it's not some sort of like secret room they can't get out of. They could, yeah, just, but... they could also just uh, record the audio and then put it as public. Of course. Like we forget sometimes when we say something that could, you know, it put, it be libelous. Mad light. But yeah, I mean, I should have, I should have saved the, you know, the, the shit story for, yeah, you know, podcasts that are behind. Yeah, it, yeah, it would have given that out to the, the, to the, to the plebs, mate. Yeah, I'll so, you know describe the patron now, and I'll name her. I'll name her straight away. <laughs> <laughs> you'll name the hotel. You'll name her. Yeah, uh, but you, you're kind of talking. Then he goes, oh, "It's fine. It's behind the paywall. No one, yeah, no one's yeah. getting. No one's getting. Everyone who, everyone who listens, everyone who subscribes, subscribes to the Fighting Cop Patreon. Is, it becomes a part of the inner circle, and so I, is trust implicitly. I do think there is like a circle of trust. Our Patreon yeah, never 100%. shared any of the information out of 
out of the circle of trust. It's lovely. Oh yeah, I mean, I've, our patron's gone through, has lived through my, you know, the 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 my marriage and divorce. All right, I love you too, and uh, we'll we'll speak soon. Uh, this has been soon, the Fighting Cop Podcast, and uh, up the Spurs. Bye. Bye. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel name. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.